Hello and welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the post-nuclear podcast. It is episode 293 or 4. I have it written down. Hold on. 294. Hey guys, welcome. Some things we got to talk about. Some big news. Uh, actually feels like it happened, not just for Fallout stuff, but a lot of like Microsoft type stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about all of it. Got a fun piece of lore. I got a story to tell at the end of the program. I hope you guys are well. I hope you're doing well. You look fantastic. I'm going to start off uh, with a purchasing thing uh, because I feel like that's where we should start. I am not going to get endorsed or any kickback or anything for this, but if you like collectibles and you missed out on the first run a few years ago, I want to say like 2016-ish, Bethesda did a run that was uh, a mini-nuke. It was an accurate-to-the-game mini-nuke, a Fallout 4 at least, and inside of it had a bunch of... Why is that playing? Why is a Del Taco ad playing? Sorry, everybody. Sorry. The bundle had Fallout 1, Fallout 2, 3, and 4 in it, and now they're re-releasing it with Fallout, Fallout 2, Fallout Tactics, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, and uh, Fallout 76, all in one bundle, and it's it's got special packaging, like S-P-E-C-I-A-L. Uh, I'm assuming those cards are going to be the game codes on them as well. Um, I'll show you my mini-nuke. This is my mini nuke. It's all dusty. <laughs> it's probably going to get greened out, but let's uh see if I can do this. Hi. I did it backwards. Good. Hi. There we go. Hello. It's I keep my Fallout shelf very dusty cuz I like to imagine that it's like a counterpart to the actual game. I think I took the batteries out I did. Uh, but if you had the batteries here, here it would go. Like it does in the game. So here's my mini nuke. It comes off the top and then inside it says Fallout. And that's where the games were supposed to be. I don't have the games. Ooh, this smells like cheap plastic. Ooh, this smells like cheap plastic that's been sitting on a window, sitting on a shelf that's right next to my window, and it gets kind of warm over in that area. Ooh. Um, this I did not purchase. This comes by way of your friend and mine, special guest Kyle. He gave me this. He was going through his collection. He had bought this uh, to for the nuke, for the PC codes and what have you. And he gave me this when he went through his collection, getting rid of some stuff. So this now sits on my Fallout shelf, which I have to redecorate and redo and uh, redesign. And I have uh, my... Once I get that sealed copy of Fallout 3 graded, I want to do a video on every piece that I have in here, a little collection video. Maybe get some other creators that collect in the same capacity. I'd love to do something like a, not like a challenge video, but like, hey, I did this, so you should do it too with Mrs. Fallout, uh, with the Fallout Collector guy. Uh, just pretty much anybody who has some sort of a collection. But this is my mini nuke. It's very large. Um... I think Olive had one back in the day, too, and we used to keep money in it for D&D. &D. So everybody, when we would meet up for D&D, &D, if I remember correctly, we'd all throw like five bucks in the mini nuke, and then we would uh, we would use that for, for pizza or snacks or whatever when we were playing the dungeon and or the dragon. All right, so after I've just told you to buy something, again, that's not an ad. I don't get paid uh, to, to tell you to buy that. 
but I'm saying if you want it, it's there and it's a neat piece, especially when people come over and you go, Hey, what's this bomb doing in, in our living room? It, it, it's cool. It's a neat little piece. Check that out. But something silly that I really want to talk about, uh, it, very much in a measure of just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Uh, this is a tweet that I saw on Twitter from IGN. There was a mod for new Vegas that made Fred Durst. Uh, Limp Biscuit, the band Limp Biscuit, but the frontman Fred Durst, uh, made made him a companion. And for the past seven years, people thought it was lost. Um, just because you can doesn't mean you should, in the most strict of sense. In in this situation, um, he's just your companion, and he just he speaks in quotes from songs. It's a thing. If you know how to mod New Vegas, if you enjoy playing a mod in New Vegas, check it out, I guess. It just, I don't, I don't, I don't like new metal, to be completely honest with you. It's cool. Uh, if System of a Down is technically new metal, which I think it technically is, I like new metal, I like System, but I don't enjoy Fred Durst's music. Um, I, I, I don't like the movie The Fanatic, the Fanatic with John Travolta that he has something to do with. It's there. If you want a piece of lost media, I guess, if you want to partake in some lost media, go ahead and check it out. But I, I don't know what to tell you. It, it's here. It's there. <laughs> uh, I'll put a link to the article in the description below if you want to check it out more. But it just kind of reads as this is dumb for the sake of being dumb. And that's what it is. So guys, as I've been saying, the console wars are over. Uh, I've been saying this for a while. Uh, I think after we got to the PS4, Xbox One era, the console wars were no longer a thing because Xbox fumbled the bag so aggressively. And PlayStation was just mopping up any sort of competition. Um, and Nintendo was just kind of like, hey guys... But we just got some news recently, and I talked about this on a previous episode, that Microsoft is thinking about putting Gears of War on PlayStation, and eventually that means we're going to get Halo on PlayStation. We might not get every, we might not get the most recent Halos, but we'll most likely get Halo 1, 2, 3, Reach, and I almost said New Vegas, and uh, ODST. All that to be said, there was a tweet that came out earlier uh, this week that I got, that Kyle put in uh, the Discord, we have a little show notes, by user on Twitter, Shinobi602. Uh, four Xbox first-party games are coming to other platforms, not a change to fundamental exclusive strategy, not Starfield or Indiana Jones. Made with long-term health of Xbox in mind, reaching more players, Diablo 4 coming to Game Pass in March of March, excuse me, coming to Mar coming to Game Pass on March 28th. First party games will continue coming to Game Pass on day one. Exciting stuff coming out in hardware that should be shared around this holiday. And some other stuff. Now, I've said I think that the way that consoles are slowly moving, quickly moving, I really should say, that we will be in Gen 10, I think it is, uh, before you know it. I really think that the PS5 Series X generation is going to be around until about 26. Uh, by time the end of 25 rolls around, we'll be hearing about the PS6. And I do not think 
I'm going to be getting a PS5 because of that. There's not going to be a Last of Us that I need to play. And everything, I've said this before, everything that's been out on PlayStation, I play with my brother. And I think we're going to get to the point where everything for the PS5, or excuse me, for the PS6 is going to be developed on a PS5. And you're going to have this weird, oh, this PlayStation exclusive that should take full full control and full command uh i'm very tired i have to train this person at work and they're they're a atrocity to be near for more than 25 minutes full advantage thank you full advantage of the ps5's capabilities but they can't because the new horizons the new god of war i don't think spider-man came out on the ps4 but still if anyone was going to buy the PlayStation 5 or something, it's Spider-Man. But for a while, you had these games that were next-gen coming out on last-gen. And I just kind of feel like we're going to hit a point where everything's being developed for the 5, then it has to be developed for the 6, and games are going to be waiting longer. And you're going to go through how PS3 had no games. It really felt like PS5 has really had nothing to play. So... Today, actually, I got this tweet, again, from Kyle. This is from Wario64. Uh, Microsoft confirms the four titles coming to Switch and Sony platforms. Grounded is coming to PS4, PS5, Switch, and that's April 16th, and Crossplay will be supported. Permanent, which I've actually never heard of, is coming to PS4, PS5, and Switch on February 22nd. Sea of Thieves is coming to PS5 April 30th with cross-play support. And Hi-Fi Rush is coming to PS5 on March 19th. Now, if Hi-Fi Rush gets a physical release, I will get it, especially if it's on the Series X. I saw something that Kyle sent me that this is the first time Rareware has ever put anything on a PlayStation. Rareware had exclu ex exclusivity clauses for Nintendo consoles and then uh, got bought out by Microsoft and was only on Xbox consoles. This is the first time in over a 30, I think it's over 30, if not 30 years of being around that Rareware is putting something of theirs onto a PlayStation system. Uh, I will tell you this right now, I do not really enjoy a lot of rareware stuff i understand that it's a pretty historic name uh people that like banjo kazooie exist and people i was thinking about it today i was thinking about picking up a copy of uh conquer because i think you could play conquer on 64 or you could do it with like rare replay because i've never played conquer's bad fur day and it's one of those games that i feel like i kind of have to play at this point even if it is slow and monotonous so you have this happening gears of war will be on playstation by the end of next year I'm just saying now, it's going to happen, and I said it before, we will be able to play. If I can get a physical copy of Halo 1 for my Switch, I might never play. Like, I might never play anything else because of how good Halo 1 is. Especially, especially if it takes advantage of multiplayer, and if I could play, like, custom games with friends on Switch cross-platform... Yeah, I, I, I'll pay the $30 a year or whatever it is for Nintendo. Halo 1 is amazing. And uh, if they do the Master Chief Collection or if they do it a la carte, I don't care. Just put it on Switch and I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it because the Switch can pretty much emulate a 360. As far as I'm concerned, that, that technology can't be that hard to, to emulate. It's, a, it's from 2013, the technology in the Switch. And that's about the time that I think everyone started switching over. Halo 4, I don't think you need to play. You need to really play Halo 1 to ODST and Reach and you're, you're good to go. I think this is an exciting time that we're going to see. I can't wait to see the Microsoft Game Studio logo on a PlayStation, which I don't know if it does it with Minecraft yet, but I can't wait to play something 
and that's there. I really want to try Grounded. I'd never tried Grounded. I tried Sea of Thieves, and it's fine, but since you don't, like, level up, I don't feel like there's any real progression in the game. I just feel like I'm doing activities with friends, which can be fun. That's kind of how I see Fortnite, but Fortnite also has the Peter Griffin skin, so I don't really... I don't really know what to say about that one to you fellas. Either way, the console wars are over. I'm super excited about it. This means more people can play more things. Physical is going away. It sucks, but this is the way of the world, and it's an exciting time to be alive. I want to get I want to get into this week's lore real quick. Um, before I do that, I have to thank the Patreon. I just knocked over my water bottle, and on my water bottle, I have a little Atomic Radio Hour sticker. And if you like that sticker, you can get it at uh, the Redbubble, which is always linked in the description below. And if you get something off the Redbubble, a couple bucks comes back to me, which goes to the show. I don't spend the money on myself; I spend it on the show. Now, before I get into the lore, I need to talk real quick about the Patreon. Because of the Patreon, the show continues to grow and get bigger and better and harder and faster and a little bit stronger every single week. There's a bunch of tiers on there from the $1 tier to the $10 tier. Voice will always be heard. The $1 tier being the lowest, the $10 tier being the film live before a studio audience tier where you, yes, you can sit on on these episodes being recorded live. Like I said, all the money that the Patreon generates goes back into the show. None of the money gets spent on to me, on me, nothing personal. And if you like the show, you can uh, join that and then switch your tiers around at any point in time. I'm not upset whether you're in there or you're not in there. I'm just happy that you're listening to me yell at you on the internet. I have to thank some people. So starting from the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Thank you to Mellow Millhouse. And last but certainly not least, I have to thank Captain Lennox. Thank you to Captain Lennox again, like I've been saying. Because of you fine, fine folks, the show continues to grow and get bigger and better weekly. Hooray! So for this week's lore, I thought I'd go back, way back, uh, back to the original games, back to the first two videos, James, that predate all of the modern stuff we have now. Now that Fallout is becoming a televised program, uh, the, it's probably going to get a movie. I think at some point we're going to get a movie. Uh, it's it's all these games, these worlds, these, these fictional groups of, of people that have come together, these real life groups of people that have come together to explore these decimated areas, all of this, before any of that happened, we had two games that were on the PC that uh, didn't feel like they ever got the love they received. And there's two characters that I chose that I thought we should speak about this week. So if you'd like to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, check out the Patreon. In the Patreon, every week I ask a question that's a poll question where I pit two characters from the Fallout universe against each other. And you, yes, you have the opportunity to choose one. And that becomes what I talk about this week. This week I pitted Iguana Bob from Fallout 1 and John Cassidy from Fallout 2. So by way of the Ghoulman Entertainment Patreon, I bring to you this week's lore on John Cassidy from Fallout 2. Now John Cassidy is a, is a man who has been through quite a bit inside of the wastes in the Fallout series. He's a veteran adventurer and owner and operator of Vault City's Spittoon in the year 2241. This is the man who was the father to Rose of Sharon Cassidy, Cass from Fallout New Vegas. Uh, I'll get into his age in just a minute. It's not really stated how old he is. I have an estimate, but he has a special of six, a perception of seven, endurance of four, a charisma of five, an intelligence of four, an agility of six, and a luck 
of nine. Now to show you how old he is and how weathered he is by the wasteland, if he gets hit in a couple of spots, he has some things to say. If he gets head in the shot, he says, thank God for that metal plate in my head or I'd be dead. If he gets shot in the left arm, he says, damn it, I got knifed in that arm back in 03, 2203. If, if he gets hit in the right arm, he goes, damn it, I got shot in that arm back in 01, 2201. Right leg, damn it, I got shot in that leg back in 2199. Uh, if he gets shot in the left leg, he goes, damn it, I got shot in that leg in, in 202195. And if he gets shot in the eye, he goes, thank God that eye was fake. Now, I read that and I read I read his character on there and he just kind of, it kind of seems like it's played for jokes. It kind of seems like it's played comedically. Like it doesn't seem like it's played for anything other than just like, oh, here's an old man. Like it doesn't seem like it plays into who he is. It just very much reads as I'm getting too old for this shit which is a punchline. His age is actually never stated, but 2195 is the furthest date that he references, and the game takes place in 2241. So that's a 46-year difference. He's either in his mid to late 50s or his early to mid 60s. And I did the math. 21, let's just say he was 20 in 2195, which is probably not sure. He's probably a little younger. He possibly could be a little older. That means he was probably born around 2175, which means he's about 66 years old. This man is a companion of yours. He can be a companion of yours in Fallout 2. So the age isn't really ever stated. It's not even really that important. It just is a thing that I thought was interesting that he's an old man. One of the, if you don't count ghouls and super mutants, he's one of the older companions you can have throughout the series. Now, all of the lore that I'm bringing to you, especially all those quotes that I read that he says when he gets shot, I, I get from the Fallout wiki, fallout.fandom.com, the Nukipedia, if you will. Now, the reason why John Cassidy is in Vault City is he tries to settle down and start the Splatoon because he has a failing heart and needs cardio booster shots. If you are to give him Jet or Psycho or Buff Out, any sort of chem like that, uh, he will have a heart attack and die instantly. He has a very, very weak heart. Uh, he's not even super keen on living in Vault City. The Chosen One can ask, why are you here if you hate it so much? And Cassidy will respond with, I have a bad heart. I need cardio booster shots to keep it beating. The city's the only place to get real medical care. So I thought I'd settle. Try to make a living. Him being an older man, he also hates ghouls because new equals scary. And in a world where black, white, woman doesn't really matter, Chinese, Asian, whatever, none of race really matters because we're all trying to survive. Here's the ghouls who have an advantage. They're not affected by radiation. They don't, they feel the positives of chems and none of the negatives of chems. They need to eat, they need a drink, yes. But here's this new thing that looks different from human is ghoul. New equals scary. He hates them. He refers to a ghoul by the name of Lenny, uh, saying that he stinks, needs a bath, and or some disinfectant. He pays an exuberant amount of money to work and live in Vault City. He pays an astronomical amount of money to just run his business, to have the license, a business license, and to sell liquor. And then on top of that, Sergeant Stark raids his business, confiscating his liquor, arresting his patrons, 
and uh, devastating his business almost completely to the point where he is ready to leave. It's the final straw. It's the straw that breaks the camel's back that he's like, all right, I'm done with Vault City. I would like to leave now. Now, Sergeant Stark, let me give you a little story about that. He is he oversees Vault City's operations, its security operations, uh, the city's patrols maintaining peace and order and its militaristic force. It's it's he's the leader of it. If the chosen one becomes the captain of the guard inside of Vault City, you can actually make him apologize to Cassidy and he gives him his money back. There's your little bit of bonus lore on Sergeant Stark. John Cassidy joined the chosen one and would later settle down again in a tribe. Uh, the courier can ask Cass, who is the daughter of John, your mother was a tribal and Cass will say, you know, like one of the tribes from East, Ellipses, new quote, Mom was from east of the Colorado, though. Not sure of the tribe. Even as an older man, he was still laying pipe. Like, even as a man in his 60s, close to 70s, he was still laying it down and laying it thick. So, from forumspring.me, which I've seen referenced all the time on the Nukipedia, the, the Fallout wiki, uh, someone asked uh, about about Cassidy, a Mike Breezy 92 asks, so did Cassidy have Cass before he met the chosen one or after? And Josh Sawyer says after. And again, that's like an archived web post that I found from back in the day. A few years after Cass's birth, he left once again. Cass is quoted with saying, he ended up walking east one day when I was younger. Not a family desert deserter, like some, though. Mom died waiting for him. She had to raise me. One of the only mementos that Cass actually has from her father is the necklace that she wears. That necklace that you see on her, like, as soon as you speak to her, is of her father. She actually thought it was a tribal necklace, and then as she got older, she found out it was from her father. That's just about everything we have on John Cassidy. So the rest that I'm going to read for you is some fun notes. You can give him heart pills and he'll say that it makes him feel a little better, but it actually has no real effect on him in game. Like I said, Cassidy is a companion of yours, but you cannot recruit him if you have less than four intelligence, karma below negative 101, or the slaver or child killer reputations. He also appears in Fallout New California, the the board game expansion, uh, and his character model for the card of John Cassidy is actually modeled after a fan-created talking head that uh, was put into, into the community, and then that image turned into the inspiration. On screen, I'll put both the fan-made uh, head and then the game, the official game card that shows Cassidy. Uh, I This is such a good... This is such a good... Uh, fan-made creation that I thought for years this is just who he was. I just thought this was real. I thought that was an absolute real thing that just showed up in Fallout 2. Turns out it is not. That's pretty much all I have on John Cassidy, uh, a man who is a veteran of the Wastes and the man who was laying it on thick and hot uh, to the point that gave us probably one of our best companions in the entire series, Cass. And I hope you guys enjoy that because that is this week's lore hey guys you ever do something silly you ever do something really something really really silly but like at the same time you knew it was a big waste of money and a big waste of time but it made you feel better so i've been saying on here for a while that uh 
if it, when you lose weight, you your wardrobe just flies open. Just there is so much to there is so much more to to wear. And I've gone down depending on uh, the shoe one a half one one and a half to two shoe sizes uh the the smallest i've been able to fit into is an 11 and a half uh but when i was wearing 13s i'm now wearing 12s and wearing 12 and a halves and it's not something that i ever thought was going to change and if you've been following for a while you might know that i have an affinity for shoes and it's not even that i i, I like need the newest sneaker but i when i see a good shoe i appreciate a good shoe and uh, i would have made fun of myself immensely for the story that i'm about to tell saturday this past saturday february the uh, i want to say the 18th 17th something like that uh, a new a new shoe had come out a new a new jordan sneaker had come out and i woke up nice and early on a saturday which i normally get up early anyway but i get up nice and early and i go on the app and i put in for this raffle and i call my brother and my brother goes in on the raffle so there's two of us both in my size and uh, we both lose on the raffle on the nike app so I go, all right, I'm going to go get these shoes at the mall, the old fashioned way. So the mall didn't open till 11. I got up at like 820 after the raffle had ended. I was told that I lose, I had lost and I uh, went to the gym, did a full workout. And then like, I even ran, like I did everything. And then I went to the mall and I never, ever, 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 ever leave the house in sweatpants. I never go anywhere in sweatpants. It's gross. Um, it just proves to me that you've given up. You don't care about who you are as a person. You don't care about, it's not even about how other people are going to anticipate who you are or talk to you in a certain manner. It's very much the way I see it is you have no uh, respect for yourself. That's it. You couldn't, you couldn't put some slacks on. You couldn't put some jeans on. You're a, you're a lazy human. You, you do better. Like, sorry, but do better. Uh, so you'll never see me with sweats on unless I'm like sick or leaving the gym and I stopped to go to the grocery store or something. And, uh, I go to the mall and I'm waiting outside in the cold in a, in a wet shirt, a wet hoodie, wet shorts, not shorts. Well, my underwear is, I guess, wet. Cause I just ran and lifted and did all this stuff. Wet sweats, basketball sneakers that are, that are like actually meant for basketball, but they're just workout shoes. And, I'm sitting outside of the mall. People are like trying to open the door. And I've like, I was like looking at people going, you think I'm just standing out here in the cold for fun in an awful fit. And they're like, Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, so they open the doors. I run right into the foot locker and I go, you know why I'm here. And the guy laughs and he's like, you're here for the fours. And I was like, yeah, he's like, what's the name on him? And I was like, Michael Jordan. I don't, I don't know. What do you mean? What's the name on him? And he's like, no, no, they're all reserved. And I go, they're all reserved. And I was like, I can't get one. He's like, well, you kind of can, but you can't get one right now. And I'm like, what does that even mean? He's like, look, if no one comes and picks up your size by five tonight, 5 PM, then you can buy that pair. So all of this to just spend a lot of money. So I go, okay, cool. I go to the two other sneaker stores in the mall. There's three total. I go to the three other athletic stores and I go, they're all taken. They're all claimed. And the guys are like, yeah, they're all taken. They're all claimed. Cool. Go to the next store, all taken, all claimed. I talked to the one kid. He's like, yo, come back at five. And he said, to be honest with me, this store was called champs. He goes, I'll be honest with you. Nobody comes here. He's like, we don't really get a lot of stuff. So people know not to come here. So you might have a really good chance here. And I go, okay. So I go back to Foot Locker and I start talking to the guys there. And the dude who was like the manager, I guess, was super cool. I was like, look, man, you tell me how many pairs you got? He's like, no. I'm like, can you tell me how many 
uh, can you tell me how many you have of this size? Because I said, I'm a 12, my brother's an 11. If I can't get them for myself, I'll get them for my brother. And he's like, I can't tell you that either. I said, can you tell me when you've sold out of a certain size? He goes, that I can do. I go, cool. I'm going to go home and shower and eat, and I'm going to come back to the mall, and I'm going to sit here like a goober for the rest of the day until 5 o'clock so I can get these shoes. So I go home, I eat, I shower, I go back to the mall at 2. I left the mall at like noon, go back to the mall at 2, and I'm sitting in the mall, and or I'm sorry, I run to Foot Locker, and I go, I'm back. And the guy goes, we just sold the last pairs of the two sizes you were looking for. And I went, okay, cool. So I go to another place called Finish Line, and I was like, what has not been claimed? I was like, do you have any 11s, 12s, or 13s? And she's like, I have, the lady goes, I have two 13s. And I was like, that's it, no 11, no 12. She goes, no. I go, okay. So I leave and I go to this place, Champs. And I go in there and I go, do you have any 12s of the Jordans I'm looking for? And the guy's like, I have two pairs. And I go, cool. I'm going to sit right here. And I pointed at like a bench that you could try sneakers on. I was like, I'm going to sit right here and I am going to wait until five o'clock until those shoes come out. I'm sitting there with my headphones and my phone and I'm watching Instagram videos and I'm watching YouTube videos and I'm like calling people and shit while I'm in the mall. And one person came in and bought one of the size 12s and then another person called in like an hour before I got there. I was like, Hey, I'm not going to be able to, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it, uh, before five, can you hold the pair? And they're like, no, we can't. I'm sorry. So I sat there from two 30 until five o'clock, two and a half hours. I spent like the whole day in the mall and I bought them and I got them. And I've like never owned a pair of like real Jordans. I have a couple of pairs of Jordans. I have two of them technically that I got like on sale and they're not like real, real Jordans. They're real Jordans, but they're not like the colors don't it's Sneaker collecting is fucking stupid. If you don't like sneakers, I'm sorry you had to sit through that. But I'm just saying, I sat in the mall. And these are such a sought-after pair, which I didn't even realize they were super sought-after. Like, I sat in the mall for such a long amount of time to get these shoes that on the way out of the mall... And I had to go the long way because I parked by the footlocker. So I had to go all the way around the mall. On the way out, someone stopped me and tried to buy them off of me. And if the dude would have said like 350, I would have been like, yeah, deal, no problem. Like, give me the give me the cash right now. But I got him. And I think there's like, I don't know, there's like a story. To, there's like a positive story in there somewhere of like, if you try hard enough and have the right amount of money and you're in the right spot at the right time, you can do things. And yeah, I know that's like shitty. That's like, well, all you did was buy sneakers. Yeah, I did. But I also like dedicated my time to something that means something to me. Like you could dedicate time to something that means something to you, then you can do anything you want, man. Like you just have to be able to dedicate the time. And yeah, money helps the wheels get greased a little quicker. So I don't know. I just, it was a fun story. It was interesting. I was like telling people, I was like, yeah, we're on this quest. And I was like, I got to get these Jordans, that leather I needed in my life. And here I am, the owner of a, I've had them in my possession since Saturday. Uh, it is it is now Wednesday when I record this. I've still yet to even put them on. Uh, I've been busy. And I have a weird thing with new shoes, especially when they're like, I need a shower before I even try them on. And I need to put on my thickest socks and unlace them and slide my foot in and then lace them up so they fit nicely. I'm just, I'm excited. I think these are going to become a travel shoe for me. A pair of New Balances and a, these these Jordans, and they're just going to, I'm going to go everywhere in them. They're going to be a nice airport shoe. I, I, I recently found a vintage jacket, and I almost bought it. I don't know why I didn't, but I almost did. It was a nice Woolrich, 
beautiful cream and red and green and yellow, like a golden. And I put that on and, uh, my, I, I changed for like a brief moment, like a, like a good, I had a fit picked out. I put it on. I was like, oh, I'm going to wear some slacks and a wife beater and t- like two or three gold chains and a gold pinky ring. And I'm going to get some like big, I'm going to wear these glasses and just some, some beautiful white crisp sneakers with, with matching socks. And I'm just going to look like I'm ready to sell you some Coke. Like that's the whole fit that I had on. It's the middle of summer. And I got this, this heavy wool jacket on. Like I had a whole fit planned out, had a whole story. I was going to go buy toothpicks to keep my mouth. So I looked like a real fucking G. I was ready, bro. I look like a fly Mr. Rogers. I was ready. I don't know. I just, I like getting dressed. They call me ranch the way I be dressing. My style's the toddler the way I be throwing fits. They call me a dapper gentleman, a dapper young lad because of the clothing, the attire that I have on my person. I got to get the fuck out of here. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. If you like this episode, uh, if you like the music for the episode, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. That's silvermansounds.com slash free music where you can get all of his tunes. But my intro song is Feather Duster. There's a link in the description to the Twitter for the show, the Atomic Radio Hour Twitter, my Twitter, and Kyle's Twitter. Also a link to the Patreon. Check out the Patreon if you like the show, even a little bit. Even if you just want to say to a friend, hey, I think you might like this. Check this out. Uh, it, it's highly appreciated. Join the Discord while you're in the description. The Red Bubble, which I brought up earlier, uh, it, 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 a little bit of money coming back our way always helps. And again, I don't spend the money on me. It's not for my sneakies. It's not for the shoes, not for the jacket, not for any of that stuff. That stuff is why I go to work. The money that I get from the Patreon is all, the Redbubble, all of it is all for Atomic Radio Hour. It all comes right back into it. I love you guys. I hope you guys are well. I hope you guys are finding something that accommodates who you are as a person and makes you feel special. If it's a pair of shoes, some pants, glasses, a book, a person, something. Shouldn't put too much stock in other people. You should rely on yourself first and foremost. And that's not like a stoic, men go their own way type shit. I'm saying that genuinely. You should find something inside of you that you love and you appreciate and you can share with the world because then the love comes back i love you guys i will see you next week please be safe bye everybody atomic radio hour podcast this has been a production made by your friends at ghoulman entertainment